was like, should uh, we We're, we're doing some out? preamble and just sharing some Christmas photos in the chat. Well, actually, uh, we did just start the episode, so uh, <gasps> that's a thing. All right. What a sh what what scandals things have you recorded without our consent, Christopher? Uh, just now when I clicked record. Ah, well, that's less exciting. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Christopher. No. You know you should record properly. It's not good properly. to secretly record your friends. What happens if I don't record properly, Mr. Hubbard? Well, in that case, Emily, tell him what happens. You get thrown into a kiddie pool and then shoveled with snow on top of you. Good good attempt at replicating the voice there, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> don't patronize me. Uh, no, Emily, what time is it? You. I are you, are you refusing to say it? No, she didn't what? hear you. I'm oh, leaving all what time of is it, in. Emily? Oh my god, we cut out. Theme song. Three, two, one, zero! That's incredible. Perfect that, time for it to cut out. That is great. And on that note, welcome to Carbon Podcast, episode 392. I am one of four hosts, Christopher Scott Brown. The other host is... That's not how this works, Chris. You introduce someone, then they say, hello, hi, I'm Jesse Nelson. And the other host... My name is Gordon Brown. It's raw! I hate that. And the other host. Hello, it's Emily. We decided last week that everyone is host, so nobody is host. Oh, that's. I also said Gordon <laughs> Brown instead of Gordon Ramsay, and I, I just did, realized I that. I, just, I, I noticed. I. It's truly democratic. It. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to the last episode of 2021. Fucking good riddance. Yeah. What season is we, this? Can we all agree that 2021 Seven? can go fuck itself? It can go suck a giant fat dick. <laughs> like, I realized something I it. both in contemplating this year and the last, but also I've been listening back to uh, older episodes of this podcast, and I have come to a conclusion. I owe 2018 and 2019 a really big apology. Chris, you are over your apology because you are you are the most like naysayer doomsday prophet that every year was the worst year ever, and then it just kept escalating. No, it no. just kept getting worse. Twenty two is going to be great and perfect. Nothing will Stop. go wrong. No, everything is fantastic. Long live twenty twenty two. Also, God Chris, bless I object your your positive attitude, Christopher. <laughs> I do not have the hope that you do. No. I object that you say 2018 deserves an apology. You know damn well 2018 is the worst year. I, look, no. I, all I'm saying is it totally deserved it. You don't need to apologize to it. But it's also fair to say it did get worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean that uh, just I'm because... I'm a big fan of 2001. Got... <laughs> yeah, what I prefer 2010. To, what happened in 2001 again? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you, McMillions. Yeah, we all went, we yeah. all went with different jokes on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Um, Even my chocolate so yeah, the, year's, the year's done. 
This, yeah. this by the way, is one of my also, Christmas Also, presents. before we move on, I want to point out 2018 was the year I joined the podcast, so... Oh, ben, a joke that's there. a terrible oh. year. Uh, but yeah, yes, exactly. this Jack Skellington cup that I'm having chocolate milk in is one of my Christmas presents. Oh, you're having chalky milk? I am having chocolate milk, because I... Is Chris a Jack Skellington girl? Absolutely, he is. Yes! <laughs> really, Chris grew up in a Hot Topic, but he just couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> He just looked at Jamie, a hot topic from afar and was like, I "Jamie wish one day. bought us uh, matching." If he, was, if he was a hot topic fan, he knew who the young bucks are. Jamie bought us sure. matching Jack and Sally tumblers for Christmas. Oh, now that they came from Jamie, I'm not going to insult it. That's really sweet. That's really right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I thought Jamie, it was your idea. It's no, Jamie bullshit. makes good Agreed. decisions. I make terrible decisions. Yeah. No, we we've, make fun of Jamie only for her literacy. Your, your wife is cool. <laughs> you are not. Uh, any jokes you are making or any making fun of Jamie, please put it in writing. Oh. That so keeps, she can't read it. Exactly. That keeps her safe. Yeah. There it is. Again, I'm standing so, by, by my conspiracy that it is Chris who cannot read. So, And it's all a uh, plot to, like... Well, I yeah, just... I try to get you guys Smoke to not put too much yeah. into text because I can't read it and I'm just blaming Jamie. It's like, oh, no, 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 please use, uh, like, symbols and gestures for Jamie's sake, not mine. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. It's both to insa- save your own embarrassment and uh, to essentially uh, de-character uh, your wife, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what um... I do. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Yes, answer. Okay. Uh, can we share some of our Christmas gifts on the podcast, I mean, I know we can't stop you because I have a tale. <laughs> I have I have two post-holiday tales I must tell. All right, hit, hit us. Okay, so the first one is is Christmas Day. So I'm opening gifts for my parents. I'm you know it's like it's lovely. They got me a few things. I'm like thank you very much, all that good stuff. And I get a copy of Guardians of the Galaxy for the PlayStation Five. Okay, cool. Yeah. I heard it was good. I thought it'd be fun to play. You know. You know, optimizing the PS5, all that good stuff. I actually have some PS5 games, because I've only got, like, three. <laughs> and I've had the thing for a year. I, I, love, I love next-gen when it's just like, oh, I got a new console. Nothing's out for it, though. Anyways. Yes. I've got and three games, every... and one of them is the Miles Morales Spider-Man. So it's Everything like, is, yeah. like, Which is good, but it's only, like, 20 hours, and that's with replay. So, anyway. Uh, so, I got that. I'm like, And then I got something from my sister, and it was like, she got me a couple of um, old Warcraft 3 figures, which I thought was cool. Like, found a collector or something. But the underneath was a copy of Guardians of the Galaxy for PS5. Hmm. Now, before I left to see my family, my brother had mailed me a gift. I had forgotten to take it with me on the plane. So I texted my I texted my brother and said, Hey, out of curiosity, was that gift I forgot to bring with me a copy of Guardians of the Galaxy for PS5? Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. But Jesse, if you'll recall, the rule of three is appropriate because I got not one, not two, but, but three, three copies of the notice, no scrumping sign, yeah, to give each yeah. member of my family. Incredible. <laughs> so, so this is like an amazing little bit of karma. Uh, I have another story, but that's for my post-Christmas travels, so does anyone else want to share anything about their gifts before I... Um, I was going to say, I got a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I got a whole bunch of possum stuff from my husband, which is awesome because he absolutely hates possums, but which likes I me enough get. to get me possum stuff. But that so. is adorable <laughs> and awesome. Yes. Uh, so, you know, at least he, at least he appreciates that, uh, 
I'm trash. Um, and uh, the the other thing is that uh, so it is canon within uh, my group that I do rooster um, that I do extra life with the rooster yeah. Buckeyes that uh, especially on Jackbox nights uh, it, I am the merciless target for um, all jokes about losing a job, not having a job, anything right, like right. that. Like that's that's the thing they know they can go to to me, and I you know I find it very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh we it initially was started for a completely different reason, but one of the rooster buckeyes was nice enough for Christmas to get me power wash simulator nice. uh as like as a Christmas gift because oh, I was I was sending him your, uh, a little digital gift. status. Yes, um because it's great to do while you're doing other things. Um <laughs> but most importantly uh, it is now canon within our group that Emily finally has a job. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, shout out to my friend Molly who uh, got me a job for Christmas. <laughs> is, oh, is that why your title is? Yes, yeah, uh, that I'm professional power weird- washer. Yeah. You weirdly cut out there, Peter. But yes, her Discord title is professional power washer. Yes. Um, Jesse. Yes. Can you say what episode of what game you're going to be recording tomorrow? Oh yeah, absolutely. I can. I can. Uh, uh, Jamie and I are starting a uh, an uh, RE make uh, let's play Resident Evil, and this will be episode one. That we're, we're, yeah, we're just we're just starting recording tomorrow. Okay, so uh, anyone listening that watches this video, you will be able to hopefully not see. But here, one of my Christmas gifts oh, on that recording. Oh, an experiment. Okay. Uh, Jamie got me lav mics. And Ooh. to anyone that doesn't do recording, that's like the shittiest gift. It's like, why the fuck would you just get me a microphone? But to me, that's like, I'm so stoked. I have wanted lav mics since we did Extra Life and I got spoiled. And honestly... A person that likes recording themselves and loves talking into a microphone and also hates (laughs) shutting up, you buy that person a microphone that will follow them everywhere so they literally (laughs) never have to stop talking no matter where they go. This is a gift for me. (laughs) Another thing I got that is pretty cool, particularly because this is from my mother-in-law who just doesn't understand technology at all she got me something literally based on oh this is for like cords and wires chris has a lot of those laying around but she got me a a wire repair kit that is actually amazing so i this probably won't go over too well but i've got basically two halves of a thing that came in the package I hook those two together, and then it's these little rubber things that you put onto here. You know, the, you know the best part is like for being an audio podcast. Not only is this like a weird thing that you're doing that's that's visual. I don't even know how to describe what you're doing. Like I, I, it's I basically <laughs> like, it's a little the... sleeve that goes onto the end of a cord to protect it. 
but this tool just spreads it wide. You put your cord now in there. Now he's doing goatee. What is happening here? <laughs> and yes, I'm doing goatee or speculum or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's this little rubber thing goes on the end of cords, like USB cords or headphones or something oh, cool. that protects it. And it's it's my mother-in-law that got it for me. And she was just like, I don't know, Chris has wires and cords. But whatever, it's actually thing. really, right. really useful. And I've already repaired like three worn out usb cords that i have laying around it's awesome this is a great present that she had no idea what it was but she was just like i don't know wires (laughs) yeah this'll do (laughs) yeah but uh yeah what i got i got i got a lot like useful shit like i got like a stuff for my car like um I like I, I just went and shot up at big whites and there was a whole issue of like snow and you know, all that shit. So I got like a like a fold out shovel for my car and like a, a roadside fl- like flagging kit and shit like that. Just just yeah. useful stuff. But I got a soda stream. That's fun. Oh That's nice! Me. I can make soda now. Oh, we get. Yeah. I was gonna say my my husband may have gotten the most interesting present, but uh, I'm the one who's going to be using it really. So um, he got a instant pot. Um, mm. So now I can pressure cook all the things <laughs> which i think so we actually... instant pot not an instapot it, correct everyone it is calls instant it an pot. instapot but it is instant pot yeah i was uh pretty i'm pretty sure i was in that camp as well and then i looked at the box and i'm like it is instant and okay. i believe it is just the one thing this isn't two competing products right correct. i, don't, I correct. don't think there is an instapot and everyone says instapot but it's instant pot I'm guessing that it's just like a. You sound very Peggy Hill. Can I? Can I? Can I? Like, can I uh, nominate that this might be the worst conversation that's ever occurred on the podcast? (laughs) This this, this conversation. No, Jesse, are you not actually? I'm sure there are way worse ones. Jesse, are you saying you don't want to be in the propane maniac? Jesse, do I look like I know what a JPEG is? Jesse, (laughs) yes. I just listened yesterday. Well, I bet we're going to say it's going to be a banger of a topic. To episode 190. Oh. Nothing that happens today will be the worst thing that happened on this podcast. What happened on 190? Hold on. 190 was the one. Mm-hmm. It was Kieran, Deepak, and I. Where I mm-hmm. decided to get wasted before the podcast, hoping to sober up during. I didn't. It was painful yeah, to listen back. Uh, it's really bad in that it was like, well, I have to edit after I record, so I should start out drunk. And then when I sober up later, I can edit safely before I go to bed. And I sort of stumbled through an edit, but kept falling asleep because i was still way drunk i didn't sober up at all and listening to the episode is terrible by the way if you plan to listen back just skip 190 it's bad no no listen to all of them we need the airtime uh, <laughs> right. 190 i will accept all the shame and scorn that was really really painful to listen back I should, to we could actually hold on we should actually explain like what because we've talked about this before like why you're listening back and i am too to all the old episodes um we're gonna do a re-release eventually yeah but we're supposed to we're gonna upload all of them to youtube but we want to make sure there's not anything in our backlog that's like ooh, that aged like I mean, milk like to a degree there's, there's like we're not gonna hide our shame but there's certain things where we're like sure. 
there's uh, lots of stuff. Uh, you know. Uh, there's lots of stuff that I'm embarrassed about. I'm still putting that out. That's not what oh, this yeah, is yeah. about. If there's really offensive stuff that, like, society has, thankfully, even though there's still a long way to go, society has progressed and improved. In that, like, watching mid-90s stuff, like, when Norm MacDonald died, I was looking at clips, and there was a clip from the movie Dirty Work, where they're just casually making jokes about sexual assault in prison, because, boy, isn't uh, isn't rape fun, and it's just, like, it's so cringy. I, that's what I'm trying to avoid. It's like, is there stuff that we thought was funny at the time, but really, really Now looking isn't? back, it's just like, nope. And so far, I haven't found... I've found stuff where we're offensive, but we're about as offensive as we are now, and we're not too offensive that I think yeah. we need to be censored. Right, so, right, it's... Yeah. Uh, I have not yet actually found an episode that I refuse to release or feel I need to edit, but... I need to listen to all of them before I can safely say the whole catalog yeah. is safe for re-upload. So, so, so Chris and I are each taking half of them and re-listening to them. Yeah, Jesse has the worst half because he did oh, yeah. 1 to 150, and then I did oh, 150 bad. to 300. So uh, from 150, I'm only up to 193 now. But uh, yeah, there have been some definite cringe and honestly around where i'm recording like the late 180s to up to 190 is early 2018 to, and we're when shitting. you get to my second episode that'll be good because chris is pretty drunk by the end of that one too <laughs> your second episode is your the, first like remote not one? the time not the time that i was on the podcast down at Extra Life United, but That's the first what time I was, I was back so you on, count, you count it was just yeah. you and me, and you got pretty drunk and quite rambly near the end, and it was just Did like, we do one we're done. Just you and I? Yeah, Muppety. Yeah. Oh, I get, I get a real Muppety. Yeah. <laughs> I turn into I a sleepy Muppety. is a term for drunk Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, apparently, I turn into I mean, a sleepy Muppety. I mean, it's pretty Muppet, accurate, but, though. Yeah. Like, he can't recreate how Muppety he looked. That one time I commented on it, but that's just become canon in my mind. Well, it, Chris, when he gets drunk, when, becomes a Muppet. Mm -hmm. I do love when you can like like associate pieces of people like that, like like Zach, who's been on the podcast before and like was at Extra Life and and friend of the podcast. But he uh, when he gets really mad, he gets what I refer to as Popeye face, which is he gets <laughs> squinty in one eye and really wants to talk about the one thing he's mad about. And like he's he's a very calm person, but he'll be like, yeah. "Oh, I'm just so mad right now," and it's like, "All right, okay, Popeye's out." <laughs> So, uh, uh, it does make me wonder what's, what's the thing that people, you know, that someone notices about me, you know, like what's, what's, what's my version of, you know, getting Muppety or something like that. I yeah, don't, it's, uh, it's best not to think about it too much. Cause once you notice it, you can't get like, <laughs> yeah, self-conscious about don't, it. And... I honestly, yeah. I don't really have anything coming to mind immediately, but yeah. I'm sure I will find one thing about you that infuriates me eventually. I, oh, eventually. I, just, I don't want to go looking because once, <laughs> uh, once I find it, that... I'm gonna, like, sure, I'll still like you, or probably, right. depending on how bad it is, but <laughs> I'll be like, but there's this one thing. Right. And, I, mean, I, yeah. I have one thing with Emily. It's the fact that whenever I tell her to pull the anchor, she's just walked away from the goddamn anchor. 
you bitch. <laughs> it's fair. Every I could... consistently we're coming in and you're like, okay, hey, I'm ready for the anchor. And then the second I'm like, and we're good. You're like, actually, I've gone and done something else now. <laughs> God damn fair it. enough. <laughs> but oh, um, man. we're doing a bit of Christmas recap. Uh, did anyone else have any any other Christmas stories? Oh, oh, I was. So remember how earlier this year I mentioned that I was at an incident downtown? Yes. Yes. Yeah, this isn't as bad, but I was at the scene of another incident. Are you talking about the Remembrance Day thing? Yeah, that's what happened in November. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, this was, I don't know if you saw the news story about this. I'm going to, if you haven't, I'll just tell the whole story. Oh my gosh. Peter, you're like the real life bong boy. Like just shows up whenever there is like, (laughs) like whenever there is... Some like crime going on or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Same same sort of a thing. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump would be the saddest thing I've ever thought of in my life. Yeah. There's a reason I call it pulling a bong a bong boy. It's a lot funnier version of same sort of concept. All right, Peter, hit us. So, uh, Christmas travels suck this year. Duh. Mm -hmm. It always does. Always does. Because I mean, first of all, it's December. So even when the Coca-Cola is open, which it kind of is, the weather still sucks balls. You know, there's almost always a blizzard or something. So you're lucky if you can go 80 in a 110 zone on the Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. At kilometers, Emily. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just so we're clear. 100 and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Just think of it in uh, uh, miles uh Per hour, that's yeah. um. How many how many laffy taffies is that per hour? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many? Pretty sure how that many, was miles. How many eagle tears is that lined up one to one? Pretty sure if that was miles, I could go meet Marvin Barry. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I flew down to the coast. Because I wanted to see my family, duh, and I also wanted to see my grandfather. I haven't really talked about this much. He's not been doing well. He's thankfully doing a bit better now, but I was, you mm. know, he's 93. He's old. Yeah. Right. So there's going to be concerns. At 93, every that. visit is a goodbye <laughs> visit. Until my next one. One, that's one, one laughy daffy. One, wow. one, one very hard laughy daffy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's still trucking. Uh, his awesome. mind's pretty much, his mind's like 95% still there. It's mostly his body that's been giving him, him issues. Yeah. My, I mean, I had told you guys my, um, my great grandmother passed away recently. She was mm-hmm. 93. So, you know, like good on him, man. Yeah. Uh, so flying there wasn't too bad. There was maybe a half hour delay. Uh, maybe. I don't even think it was that much. It was just cause icing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. planes got to the ice. It, it happens. Plus, you're assuming the pl- everyone's getting on the plane in an orderly fashion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then one uh, getting picked up, getting picked up at the airport at Vancouver was chaos because thankfully they did have people out there like guiding cars, but people were just not giving a damn. Like yep. my personal favorite was I was standing near the curb, a guy decides to walk in front of me, get off the curb into the street with his cart, and just flight and just wait for his friend who hadn't shown up yet and did not show up for at least five minutes. Oof. Just making right. it that At much that harder point, for other people to get picked up. It is legal to run people over, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Oh. I'm not a Canadian expert, but <laughs> but like my you dad, who can can get real angry sometimes, he was just like, "Oh, this is just stupid chaos." I'm like, I don't disagree. <laughs> 
Anyway, so that was there. Coming back, so much worse. Let me paint you a picture. So I get dropped off the airport three hours before I'm supposed to leave. I was only supposed to get dropped off too, but, you know, we ended up finishing other stuff earlier than we thought. Like, it was like, let's just dump Peter now so we can go to the hotel. I'm like, fine. You know, the Vancouver airport's pretty big. I'll find some something to do. Uh, so I get there, and, you know, 6 o'clock rolls around. We're not getting on the plane yet. According to the WestJet employee, the plane still needs to get warmed up. This continues for over an hour. <laughs> then we finally get on the... Then they're like, okay, the plane's ready. We just need to get a ramp so we can get the people who need wheelchairs onto the plane. You know, it's like special assistance, but, I mean, it's they needed wheelchairs for the most part. Like, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um... So that takes another 20 minutes, because the plane's now late, so of course the ramp is in the wrong position. You know, reasonable, whatever. We get on the plane. Uh, I'm sitting near the front, so the, when the door's open, my toes are real chilly. The door stays open for way longer than it needed to. I don't fully understand why. So by the time it's closed, my point is my feet are freezing, and I'm just like, oh god, let's just get to Kelowna already. Yeah. Fly to Kelowna, land... And then we spend about 20 minutes with the door open before the ramp shows up. Oof. So my poor feet. <laughs> yeah. Your tootsies. I really want to, oh. I really, It's very important you understand the theme of this uh, story is agony of defeat, both in pun and non-pun form. Okay, now you've lost me, but go yeah. on. Yeah, uh, I'm not on your side anymore. <laughs> no, it's fine. I wanted to get the pun out early because it gets less funny as we go here. It like, wasn't uh, funny to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, Peter. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's your problem. You encourage me. They don't. <laughs> We've learned. That, that is probably my problem. <laughs> Everybody's like, I don't know what? I think it's so bad. Everyone's giving him a hard time. I believe, yeah. Tiny Tim? I don't know. That was half Tiny Tim. That was half Tiny Tim, half Mickey. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Thank you. I can't do yes. that. Anyway, um, so we we finally, I finally get off the plane. It's like, God, it's gonna be like nine thirty, you know. And I was supposed to get in at seven, so I'm already like haggard, and I'm super glad I didn't plan to work the next day. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just wait for my luggage. I'm sorry. What what date is it? You're back. Uh, this was the twenty seventh. Okay, it was three days ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting. Oh God damn it! Okay. <laughs> You know what's happening now, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know exactly what's happening now, don't you, Jesse? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Hmm, why does the carousel that says our two different flight numbers not have any luggage on it? Why is that carousel that has no number on it have so much luggage on it? Hmm, I wonder if my luggage is over there. Go over there. Okay, a lot of people from my flight are getting their luggage. I'm not. Other people in the front rows of the plane who probably paid premium money to be seated there didn't. Hmm. Because so, that's the thing. If you're in the front four rows of, uh, of of this domestic flight, your priority, you usually have to pay more. Like, in this case, I didn't have to pay that much more because it was the only seat left. So I got yeah. gouged a bit, but I still probably didn't pay. I guarantee some people paid, like, 600 bucks for that seat. I probably right. only had to pay about 400 I think it was about 400 Yeah. Still a lot. Uh, norm- like... For some context, Emily, normally flying to Vancouver and back on one of these planes is like maybe over a hundred bucks each way. 
think like under normal like 2019 yeah. circumstances. I think most times I've had to do 2019 circumstances. Uh, no, I, no, most times I've had to do <laughs> Kelowna to Vancouver. Not has in pancake been times. <laughs> around 160. Yeah, yeah. Well, like when I flew for my Japan trip, the Kelowna connection to Vancouver and back was about 200 each way. Yeah. Like the actual flight to Japan and back was about 1100. But and that included bags. Pancakes, Christmas, yeah, the price is going you know, up. You know what didn't include bags, Peter? <laughs> yeah, no, my flight. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. <laughs> and uh, actually, that's not true. They did. I didn't have to pay extra for my bags. Oh. Now I know why. Because you were getting them. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> no. I mean, at least they only charge if they deliver, right? <laughs> so, Jesse probably knows some of this by now. Chris, I don't know yeah, if you know then, this news story. What do you think? I read a CathNet article, which means the journalism is, is 50% bullshit, so I don't know. Let, let, let me, yeah. So, because of the snowstorm, like, because we had, and just the general chaos of traveling in There's winter with canceled lots flights of and everything. snow around right now. <laughs> yeah. A Calgary flight that was supposed to leave Kelowna at 4 o'clock hadn't left yet by the time i got there which remember 9 30 at night mm-hmm. so by this point the, and westjet hadn't really like i want to be clear about this i i feel massive amounts of sympathy for the employees yeah i feel some sympathy for the passengers obviously some developments that'll occur you can see where this is going don't endorse that I can understand it, and I do still have some sympathy for them. I have zero sympathy for the company. F the company. The company should have had their employees' backs because they should have known this was going to happen. I mean, what did they think was going to happen? So, yeah. bear in mind, these people have gone through security at probably, like, 2.30 in the afternoon. It's now 10 o'clock at night. They're still through security. And now security on the other side of the Kelowna Airport, there's a white spot, there's a subway, yeah. and there's a lot of and there's a gift shop. And then, like, 200 seats. That's about it's a small it. Airport. It's a small airport. Yeah. Despite being the 10th busiest airport in Canada, it's not a very big airport. At least in Vancouver, when you're coming back to Kelowna, past security, you have Stanley Park Brewing, so you can drink a lot of beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's Carl's but, Jr., there's um, Green Bean Cafe, there's the Premium Lounge. But Take it back, Park this conversation is worse than the Instapot conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it could get worse. Yeah, <laughs> you, I know. I should have listened. <laughs> there's a... But yeah, so apparently at this point, WestJet was so bombarded with angry Calgary flight people for understandable reasons because it had been like seven hours here. But also sure. right? Albertans, right? Uh, they, they had basically had multiple new assholes torn into them. Unfairly because, you know, obviously this is not within their control. Yeah. And the company, when they realized this should have happened, they should have given, been on hand to quickly help the employees deal with the situation. I mean, it was still going to suck for the employees. That's a shame. Like, this is the problem with customer service. Like, no matter if there's bad days like this, you know you're going to face it. This is kind of why I'm glad I don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But the company offered no support and made it so much worse for them. And, you know, people could have, might have been better understanding if the company was clearly actively offering support. They were giving the customers no information. And again, it's like they went through security, so they can't just like leave. Yeah. Right. Well, you because can, you just can't get a, back in, and you've ruined your flight. Yeah, it's a sunk cost problem, big time. Like this, you know, and you know, as we know about sunk costs, that really messes with the brain. Mm-hmm. So while I'm just waiting for my bags, there's basically a small riot breaking out in the terminal. Yeah. <laughs> now. 
it's exaggerated how bad it was because the people were very compliant. They were just like again, zero information. I had to find out that my bags weren't going to show up until the next day from a random terminal employee because the WestJet people at this point were just so emotionally done, and the company was not contacting mailed. us. No, because they had the ability to ping you on the app and everything. They didn't yeah. do any of that. Huh. So X. And like they're re responsible for lost baggage, all this stuff. They're not taking. They're not doing anything. There was one. There was two WestJet employees. One was emotionally just done, and I don't blame her. Mm -hmm. uh, another one was clearly just dealing with somebody tearing her because, like, it looked like they just finished crying. Again, don't blame them. Oh God, that's awful. And you go for customer service, and someone comes back and they've just been crying. You're like, I, you know what? My problem's not bad. I'll, I'll yeah, leave. You now. know I'm what? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure it out myself. You need a hug. And, I know. And like, you're kind of sorry that I even like looked at you. Sorry, <laughs> like, I exist. Right. Yeah, and like. <laughs> And, and like, you know, the Air Canada person was there trying to support them, but the Air Canada person is not really helping. It's like, they've been through a lot. Please be easy on them. I'm like, we've been through a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't actually snap at them, but I'm like, y y y I understand your, what you're trying to do here, but, like, that's actually not the helpful thing to say right no. now because you're minimizing our own problems for theirs. Yeah. Now, it is first world problems, you know, stuff gets lost. It'll probably turn up, but... It's good to have answers, especially because we had people there with children. What? Like, we're talking babies, and they were like, Ugh. where's our stroller? Where's our, you know, stuff we didn't we didn't need yeah, on the flight but could really... Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah, like, um, and it's also getting later and later, and the kids are getting crankier and crankier. There was one, there was one small British child. I am certain that kid's going to get bullied if he hangs around non-British people. Was it Tiny Tim? <laughs> no, no, no. He sounded very, he sounded very upper crust. Like me? <laughs> like, like you know the stereotypical British person who says only very long, fully thought out sentences with like no Pardon me, contractions. Sir, but I'm looking for our luggage. I would like to. I would like to know where perhaps we might locate our baggage and other luggage, sir. Like that. Yes. Right, you meant a synth, is what that is. That is not a human child. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like he talks like that while also being as physical. Like he was behind me on the flight, so he was kicking my seat a lot. I'm like, this kid is going to get punted by someone. Yes. And well, let's be honest, it's going to be you. You're, you want to punt a child. Are you that person? I, I, like, <laughs> I try not to snap on people in flights because then they're right there the whole time. I was tempted to just turn around and be like, yo, could you get your kid to stop punting me, please? Yeah. Please. Please. Yeah. Um, please. Like that's... Question, though, Peter. Uh, what day was all this once more? The 27th. It is currently the 30th. Do you yeah, have your luggage back? Yes. I got okay. it back yesterday. Okay, nice. good. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to get jump to the end of the story here, but the article I read on Casnet <laughs> said that a, a, a certain group of people were called to the, respond to the airport. Yep. Oh yeah, because like I said, when I say riot, I mean like just people shouting nonstop at the employee. Like I got to ca catch a glimpse of this because as it was finally leaving, defeated, you know, again, stupid pun. Uh, I walked out to where the departures area was, right. and I saw a lot of people who had given up storming out, and they were not happy. <laughs> and I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw them berating another poor Western employee. It was just like, oh, man. And or lo and behold, this is, called, right? this is probably when the RCMP got called, yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't there when the RCMP showed up. Oh, okay. But, like, they, they had a pretty big unit right there. Uh, and yeah, like I the the guy was saying, it's like, yeah, what's just offered us no information. I'm like, I can vouch for that because 
they didn't offer me any. Doesn't matter what has gone wrong. You do not have the right to abuse employees. They're no. they're just trying to do the best they can. But well, sometimes okay, here, here's, has, has there been a loss of life? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here, here's it'll be here's, fine. I, I think I'm curious on because I actually didn't know this in the article. So the police responded. Were were they called by the employees or the airport to be like, hey, there's a large amount of people. The employees, we need aggressive. help. Okay. <laughs> the employees. That makes me better because I. the other option is that they're like, was, was Jet stole my luggage? Call the RTMP. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no like, this, is also, this is also the people from the like... Calgary flight that were doing this. They yeah. were calling, they were pissed at the Western employee because they couldn't offer them any answer on like right. if they were actually going to get to Calgary that day and when. Because right. obviously. It's now been eight hours. Even if like, this is a bad a delay. delay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Even if I'm not getting there till tomorrow, I want to know that I'm not getting there till tomorrow. Mm. Like I just need right? the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have to, like I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've, on my on this podcast, I've talked about my like Montreal coming back from Montreal woes. Like just the information of like, okay, I'm not getting the flight. I'm gonna tomorrow is gonna happen. Blah 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 blah. It happens. I get it. At least I've been informed. It gives me some sense of like yeah. security or like planning of my life. When it's like, lol, I don't know when you're going to leave on during the holidays. It's like, okay, cool. Do I call my boss and say I'm not showing up to work tomorrow or what the yeah. fuck? It's right, like, yeah, is right, the like... flight going to get here today? And the answer is, eh. It's like, this, and, this doesn't And help it me. sucks because I get that, like, sometimes people passing that information, you know, like, they, they have no way of knowing themselves. But it is also, like, frustrating. So, uh, yeah. I, well, because that's the thing. The WestJet employees got no information from WestJet itself. Like, WestJet right. should be monitoring. Like, they can't say, they can't say and guarantee, oh, the flight's going to be in so many hours. But you can give them something, like a compensation, right. or like an immediate compensation you, you know you're going to get. You know, you can assure them, like, this is what the current thing they're trying to do is. We can't guarantee it's going to work, but that is the current plan. We'll see what yeah. happens. The weather has to cooperate. Something. So it sounds like they got even, none of that. Even if it's piecemeal, I, like I think everyone here's in customer service. Even if you give yes. like piecemeal information just to like feed the beast, it's something. Right. Yeah. It's so, just something right. to the just thing is, give like, the customer okay, what yeah, they need. Something for them to digest, right? In customer service, uh, they teach you don't ever say like I don't know. Like if it's like what time is my flight going to get here? Don't do I don't know. Now, what they usually just say teach, in Spanish so you confuse them. What you know, they say. usually tell you is, <laughs> or say to angrily replace, in German so they leave you alone. <laughs> replace I don't know with let me go find out. However, that doesn't always work because there is no go find out. Now you've lied to them. The correct yeah. thing I think in that situation is like be it's empathy. Be on their side. It's like what time is my flight gonna get here? It's like. They haven't told us. We're wondering too, and like we are actively yeah, trying to find the information. Uh, and I will, I will say, I will say, moment... like we've all worked customer yeah. service. I, I think Peter has the closest to what I'd imagine airport customer service is because when people yeah. are traveling, they are a different level of 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 crap. Oh, yeah. They're up to eleven already. <laughs> I, I was yeah, gonna like say I don't... Oh, go ahead. I, oh, I was just gonna say that I know even not being in like airports hotels you know anything like that like people get real snotty with you when they need an international health certificate for their pet and they haven't taken the time to come and get it done soon enough they're like oh yeah i'm going to israel in like a week (laughs) and it's like there is like 40 million requirements i have to like 
require and you need like a month to get all of this done properly i work in automotive and i get the like i need tires changed if it's winter time or i need an oil change because i'm driving like five thousand kilometers tomorrow uh well my schedule's full for two weeks but I'm traveling tomorrow. It's like, and you planned this trip five minutes ago? Like, my favorite, my favorite one that I encounter is, uh, <laughs> hey, you know that business you were planning to go to today? Surprise, bitch, we're here and you can't enter it. And it's yeah. like, it's, there's really no other option than like, yeah, leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. We, we, uh, spent money, we own this building. Go away. <laughs> I've been, uh, had my asshole torn a few times because like especially when like we fuck up sometimes you just gotta sit there and just take it and it yeah, sucks just take your lumps yep yeah, yeah. no it was record, uh while not being specific works in the hotel industry yeah now i do money stuff oh nice. so when you fuck up it's nice. always a big deal yeah i i am i don't entirely miss that side of customer service i do miss you know being able to, I like being able to channel some, you know, happy energy and, you know, make people feel welcome. I do enjoy doing that. Like in case you haven't noticed, you know, with, 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 why I'm like, oh, I'm into live streaming now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was, yeah. No, th- yeah, the story is, okay, first of all, please don't treat customer uh, service employees like crap. Second of all, try to understand why people are upset, especially if they're waiting that long, because yeah. I saw these people getting called Karens, and I'm like, I don't oh, entirely God. agree with that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I they're that. in the wrong for abusing yeah. the service staff as much as they did. I'm not saying not, they're in the right. But you understand the they time, have a they right to be They were also horribly irritated. stressed and not they getting were, they any were like, I have a coupon for a flight. And I, right, it, right. It's like, expired. It's like, when can I and my family go home? Like, that. that's a legitimate... Like that's concern. a little more understandable. Because well, some people just... are probably trying to go home. Some people, I mean, are probably trying to make their connection to go to some fancy, you know, it's Calgary, affluent fancy. BS. Well, no, no, from Calgary, it's a connection. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Because Calgary is one of the major gateways. Yeah. yeah, it's a major hub. I mean, so, that's how I got back from Cancun. Somebody needs to get to Zimbabwe like now. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> some people could be in my situation. It's not where one they're they're probably trying to see family, but I mean, in particular, they could be trying to see ill family, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, this is why I don't like to generalize people no, like that. Not I mean, at all, I not at all. And, and I do think it was stupid that people were thinking that they the customers called the cops on the employees. Now, like, the reason, I, I, now I, the reason people were thinking that and why I even entertained the idea is like the Castnet article that I read. Oh, Cast it's crap. Is a, is a local. Um, I use the word news lightly. Website, uh, it's some of the worst uh, journalism in the in the valley. But they're 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 the fastest. Like if you want to get like an update quick, they are far none the fastest person to pump out an article. Which, uh, as you would imagine, also goes poorly. Accurate, right? Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Which but, means uh, the quality is just as yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but like if if you're like, hey, I just heard something weird or like something downtown. It it's is like, well, absolutely like the, the, the go to to see yeah. like, yeah. oh, hey, uh, I just yeah, saw so six big. ambulances it's, it's like, rush by my place of work. Let's check Castnet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like oh, there's a a was the article was like how do they phrase it? Police were called to the airport. Um, after customers had issue with WestJet's customer service, I'm like, like the way it's phrased, I'm like, okay, this could go either way here. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, it's very important to understand that, that WestJet called the cops. Felt it, like a bit of an sorry, overreaction. 
Did WestJet or did the airport? I'm pretty sure it was WestJet. Okay. It might have been the airport because I mean, uh, it's undeniable that the people call, were like airport security. I think the airlines would call the cops. The airport would call yeah. their security. Well, depends on that. If it's a, if it's a huge number of people, like that, the, like again, Cologne is not the biggest airport. How many security no. guards do we have going on in the Cologne airport? It's like I'm going to guess oh, it's like, like two. four. Yeah, it's like it's not a lot of people, Chris. No, and they're and they're no, all at security think, itself. I think they're it's... all at security itself. I think it's probably closer to 20, but actually when you realize the size of that airport, 20 is a really small number. Like, they're doing oh, yeah. all the security things. Oh, yeah. I'm looking up your airport right now to see if I can I get a sense it, of, like, it is how big me. it is. I mean, it's not like, a, it's not like you know, uh, fucking... Oh, well, it's not like a airport. county airport, it's, right? It's not like Chile, like, where there's like a... Or is it Abbotsford? What's the one that's basically just like a like a single like a like, dirt strip? Air, like, no, uh, uh, Abbotsford is yeah. still Chilliwack. no Chilliwack is like just smaller private planes. Abbotsford Abbotsford still has something of a runway. Yeah, Abbotsford it, from Chilliwack. Uh, trust me, from experience, Abbotsford is the closest one. If you actually want to get anywhere, usually that will connect you to Vancouver, but you're not getting anywhere from Chilliwack Airport. That's mostly for smaller private planes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's a like a YLW. overhead view of the airport. Well, you just Google Maps us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I didn't Google Map it. It's actually just a like an overhead shot from like a plane or a drone or something. Um, I yeah. sent yeah, you on Google Maps. It's it's, def- it's definitely smaller than uh, Cleveland, but it's Weird. you know, but it's still. <laughs> What the fuck? Do you, it's, what's the population of Cleveland? What the population of Cleveland's like? What, like six hundred thousand? I mean, like, Cle- Cleveland more than that. is definitely My not point. as populated as California. Almost like one hundred forty thousand people. California is as populated as Canada. So, <laughs> yeah, Cleveland is uh, two and a half times oh, the size. I was just trying of to get a yeah. I was just trying to get an idea of like scale here. Yeah. Yeah. But I I sent Emily Laffy Taffy's is Cleveland a <laughs> radius Google Map uh, uh, less than one shot of my three hundred eighty five thousand two hundred eighty two dope I that's the population of Cleveland for those of you oh wait no uh, Emily's there subtract that, one <laughs> for those eh, of I'll you that subtract two been to my house i sent emily a google map screenshot of my house the other day to show her yeah. how stupidly big this driveway is that i have to yeah. shovel oh yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous Jesus. you can put 20 cars there and they can all fit on the part like the pavement yep like it's a that's stupid not counting, driveway. like the space on the like grass over here and yep. like it <laughs> sucks and yeah. i have to shovel all of it by the way, Chris, how long have we been recording? Just because I feel like one of our segments is is fairly girthy. Uh, yeah, we need to we need to girth. We need to get into it because we're at forty six minutes, and I don't mind if this runs yeah. long. But yeah, let's get to it. Jesse, let's you want to host this segment? Girthy. It's time for our annual of the year awards for the podcast, where we talk about our favorite things of the year. Now, to be specific, all these things. Okay. Uh, Peter was doing the theme song. Apparently, there's theme song there. Uh, <laughs> all of these things are going to be our favorite things this year, not our favorite things of this year. Mine, yeah, so for example, like, like, it'll be is like a movie show, whatever, old. but it doesn't necessarily have to have come out this year. It just has to be like that we we experienced this year that we we uh, yeah. consumed or whatever. 
Because we're a consumer culture on this podcast. Capitalism, fuck yeah, yeet. Anyways, um... I hate you, that. Excuse me, are you capitalist? Uh, let me just get on my knees. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, buy me harder, daddy. Now, uh... What do you I hate start all with? of this. What do you guys uh, want to start with? Cause I mean... I want to do movie last. Okay. Okay. Uh, movie moment, last moment is going to be... I want to do movie and moment last. Okay, okay. yeah. That sounds good. Uh, uh, then... Do you want to start with show? Sure. Okay. Uh, I, uh, so my show of the year... There was one... There was about, like, I was trying to think of like the shows this year that came out. Or that I... like. I didn't watch a lot of older stuff this year. A lot of what I watched this year show-wise was like new series or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them were like good but not like stand out like all the all the disney plus shows were like yeah yeah, okay like they were enjoyable but none of them really like hooked me in a certain way um that being said i i think this i watched this year was invincible Mm. that was pretty good uh for me that was one of the good but not great but Mm -hmm. i did like it Mm -hmm. oh i liked it too yeah and it's it's got some, like, if nothing else, it has some good cultural penetration from the memes. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah and we're did. still I... early enough in the comic to show adaptation that we it doesn't get stupid yet, so. Yeah, I initially, when I first started watching that, I had only just oh, recently read the oh, Invincible comic. And so, oh, at I first, I, I was... I just unzipped Chris. No, I, <laughs> this will be brief. I was at first really upset where it deviated from the comic, but then I realized when I watched that whole season, actually it made really good choices and the deviations were smart. So yeah, it's it's, that's the thing with adaptation is is you, if you uh, adapting is inherently changing to a degree, like you you have to add something to it or alter it in a way that makes it a a new, otherwise why the fuck are you doing it? But no, this isn't a huge tangent. That was it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, my show of the year is uh, Invincible. Okay. Let's uh, go in order. Emily. Yeah. I haven't been watching a crazy amount of shows this year, um, so I'm just going to go with Hawkeye because that was probably the best of the few that I watched. Good. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. It's, pretty, it's part of my favorite MCU show. So yeah. Far. And that, yeah, that's probably. And those, yeah. those are most of the ones that I watched this year as far as shows. Um, although, actually, you know what? I did. Earlier this year, I believe it was, I took the Brooklyn Nine Nine oh, uh, suggestion from you guys. That's so you know what? I'm gonna actually going to change it because Nine-Nine. you guys recommended that one, and Nine Nine was great. So it's really good. Actually, yes. you know what? Can I, can I just backtrack? Mine. There, there is a show I want to give like a, a honorable mention to, and it's not going to get a second season, and it isn't a perfect adaptation. But I did enjoy a decent amount of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, me too. Like, I kind of wish you had a second season to find its legs a little better, but mm. I also get why people did... There, there are massive problems with that show. Oh, yeah. No, it's understandable why people didn't like it, but damn it, I love it. Although, it's... it's <laughs> I'm going to say that about something else later, but uh, yeah. No, I agree. That show was... I think it's better than it gets credit for, but it. I do understand why I didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was my, my, my Bebop tangent. Yeah. For me, um, I I had the same thing. Uh, this was actually the one I had to think the most about in this list. I had a lot of shows I liked, but very few that I loved. 
but my pick is going to be one that I definitely loved. I'm going with Ted Lasso. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a yeah. really good pick. That was a fantastic mm-hmm. show, and that wasn't just like, that was love. I love that show. It had so much charm. It's a great show, and if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, Peter, what's your show? Well, obviously, shameless plug for AEW. Uh, in particular, Rampage had the return of CM Punk, possibly one of the biggest TV moments of the year. You know, I actually did not consider that you would go with wrestling. I don't know why I didn't even. It's fathom not actually that. going to. In hindsight, it's fairly obvious. obvious. But I need to call that out because that is one of the most insane. Because it all culminated because Punk came back and they didn't confirm that was going to happen. They just said, hey, trust us. You're going to want to watch this episode in Chicago. Right. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, so it's like, you're like 98% sure it's going to be Punk. There's that little 2% chance. And then he comes out and it's just like one of the biggest, like, crowd reactions I've ever seen. It's... Which is so enjoyable when it's like, when you get that instant gratification it, of, it's... I like this, that yeah. they pulled this off. And I can see that a bunch of other people did too. It's like, it's like, it's like the feeling of being at a concert. Oh yeah, it's no, the, like it, it, um, and it was immediate. Like the show started, and like here's CM Punk, and it's just like oh, like people were crying in the crowd, and I kind of get it. It's kind uh, of like because I'm not as into wrestling or that character, uh, but it's kind of like the way you're describing it. Uh, the end. Uh, this isn't the show this year, obviously, uh, but the end of season two of Mandalorian. It's just like there's an X-wing. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it going to be? Is it? Well, holy shit! He's got a glove on but, his hand. Is it actually like that? That even, level even, of like, are Michael they Jackson? really going to no. do it? Uh, <laughs> uh, similar to that, like, uh, I didn't talk about this because it was like a nothing thing. But like, Metallica just had their 40th anniversary and they did a two night concert like event. Holy shit! 40 years. That's oh nuts. yeah. And um, so on the first night, they were they streamed it live for free. So on Amazon Prime, you could watch it for live. And I think hmm. they they took it down now. But um, that's pretty cool. They were playing, like, uh, the first night they went uh, from Kill 'Em All all the way up to Hardwired, so in order of albums, like songs. And then the second night they went backwards from their newest album back to their first album. And they oh, played two cool. different set lists each night. But they played off of uh, Reload uh, a song they had never played live before, and uh, Fixer, which came out in, like, 1996. And so, like, watching that live, because I was working the AD trailer uh, on the movie I was on, I just had it, like, playing... And I hear like the 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 intro that like fades in, and then you hear about which the responsibility of having this many people in the crowd. It's iffy. It's the same stadium where I saw SNM too. Let's say eighteen thousand people in the crowd. I'm not going to talk about the COVIDness of that, but whatever. Pancakes. Um, but hearing like the first couple like fade in of the notes and everyone identifying what's about to play and being like, "Holy shit, they've never played the song before!" and that like crowd energy. And I'm yep. watching it on my iPhone in a trailer, and me being like jazzed up. Like it's such a weird feeling. You're of, like, starting to that, like, like get communal choked up and excitement a little bit, and you're not even there. Like it... yeah, I'm like I'm watching. I'm fucking in a trailer in the parking lot of. Um, Fucking Mission Golf Club, great. <laughs> oh, like to me, it's like the scene, the portal scene in Endgame. You know, like the chills you get from that. Uh-huh. Did the hammer right? scene uh, get but, you as I, well? Hold on, before we, before oh, we try, yeah, you were gonna say that wasn't your show of the year, though, Peter, right? No, no, no. I, I, I do want to go with the natural scripted series that's like not wrestling, uh, and I do. I need to shout out Cobra Kai. Yeah, that has that been one really of my good. favorite, like movie to show adaptations ever and i'm a decent sized stargate fan okay like 
you know, like that's probably another one that I quite enjoy. That's got to be one of the most successful, you know, movie to. Well, I mean, guess I guess Buffy would be another good example, but uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, like I just really Cobra Kai. It's amazing. There's so many reasons you should hate the characters, but you just can't. And there's there's Honestly, so much good acting from both uh, Billy Zapka and um, yeah. Oh my God, uh, Demi- uh, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio, yeah. yeah. I, it's like the, these guys deserved better careers. The concept of that show, like when it was first announced, even when it was first announced, I was like, "Yeah, I'm in." Show. But yeah. the concept when it's announced is like, "What if we take these movies from ages ago and we just have these two as adults and they still have the karate rivalry?" Shouldn't that be like, "That's gonna suck," but it doesn't. Well, it, 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 it's it's really, it's funny. Um... Really good. New podcast this year that started is uh, it's an always sunny podcast where the guys rewatch the shows, the episodes, and then just commentate like back fifteen years later on like or like as they're going through it. And uh, they just did Hundred Dollar Baby, which is an episode where they do like it's like a million dollar baby ripoff, like spoof episode. Right. And they do a they do a training montage with like you're the best around, and they start talking about Karate Kid, and they talk about the absurdity of like not only was Daniel probably not the best around, he was probably like only the best in like Reseda. Like, for how much yeah. you talk about this kid being great at karate, it's this one kid that did a, a karate tournament in Reseda. And tangent. Like, he's a master. It's like, fuck him. No, he's not. Cool tangent. Do you, know where that, do you know where that song was originally supposed to be? Uh, no. It was actually supposed to be in Rocky Four. Oh, so that makes sense, because for what I understand, that, that song was not written by, uh, uh, was it Lou Esposito? Who sings, who sings that one? Um, oh, Joe Esposito. No, it's zero. I knew it was something like that. Yeah, um, yeah no, it, write, was for, it was written for, yeah. It was written for Rocky IV. Uh, then it was going to be used in Flashdance. So again, it's like, um, or, yeah, was it Rocky IV or Rocky Three? It might have been Rocky Three. Well, no, Rocky Three was Eye of the Tiger, and I think that was always... No, that's, that's the thing. It was oh, supposed really? to be that, and it got replaced with Eye of the Tiger. Oh, damn. And then it was supposed to be in Flashdance, but they replaced it with Maniac. So this mo- this this iconic song in its own right got bumped by two other iconic '80s movie songs. So what you're saying that song was not the best around. <laughs> it was just the best at the time when Karate Kid had it. It was like it well, was that's the why best, that's why the song the doesn't make sense. Is what I'm saying time. because it was yeah. meant for Rocky when he beats Mr. T. Oh damn! Right. I pity that song. <laughs> anyway, so uh, but yeah, no, I highly recommend that series. It's on season four. I believe it's coming out tonight or tomorrow. Oh, that's oh, check really? it out. Okay. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. going to be featuring... Yeah, season three came out like right at the end of last year. Terry so. Silver, uh, the villain from Karate Kid 3, which oh, I God, guess... Oh, God, fuck Terry Silver. What a terrible... I, what a terrible I guess villain. I should watch Karate Kid 3 before I watch the next season. I don't think... It's fine. <laughs> You're good. I just remember the scene where Terry Silver's in his bathtub and all his goons are around him talking to him when he's in a bubble bath. I, and I'm I like, do want to get here? to the next topic, and this came up on the podcast, but I did want to mention one thing about Cobra Kai. I had never seen any of the Karate Kid movies except for the next Karate Kid, the one with the girl. That's the only one I literally saw. Uh, So, who was also in Million Dollar Baby? Actually, right. uh, (laughs) Cobra Kai came out. I was like, I guess I should watch Karate Kid. So we watched Karate Kid, and then immediately after, started watching Cobra Kai. Uh, Then when the next season came out, and I was like, oh. This is referencing our movie two a lot, so I watched the second one before watching that season. So I'm going to watch the third one for the first time in my life, probably Please, sometime early next Chris. year. 
Uh, anyway, what was the next topic? Uh, uh, which one do we want to do next? Well, so we just show. Do you want to do video? Sure. You know my answer. I do. Let's get Chris out of the way because Chris th- seems to think that we're gonna agree, and I'm. It's insane. I can guess what it is. What is it, Chris? Is it Metroid Dread? It is. With a follow-up close second. Jesse, let me guess what number two is. What number one is for you? Is it Resident Evil Village? Absolutely, it is. <laughs> okay. Do you What's know your number what two, my Chris? Close second is Karen Simulator, only because that <laughs> game was way better than it had any right to be. I think King K. Ruler would be a better close second. Ah, uh, you can go die in a fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, actually, I will say. Shout out though, Peter, to to a game that you introduced me. I, Contradiction was a surprising game to me. <laughs> I love that you you liked that one as much as you did. I actually was, really liked Looney watching Tunes. you guys play it, and I sort of fell off. I need to watch the last half to find out who actually did it. It's 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 it's. I don't want to give it too much away, but if you watch that series, I'm pretty sure I call it the second the person shows up. As you a joke. call it pretty early on, yeah. I think it's episode yeah. two or three. You nail it. I'm like, well, it's this person, and then there's a whole convoluted storyline, and then it ends up being, and then there's then there's about a five to seven minute segment in the last episode where I just look through the evidence because I can't figure out which single piece I need to use. <laughs> I didn't want to just no. tell you because I didn't want to end it. <laughs> there's a lot of Peter being like, warm, cold, cold north, south, yep, north, yep. north, <laughs> north, warm. You missed it. No, back down. <laughs> So, yeah, so yeah, Resident Evil 8's mine. I think yeah. it was just really well done, um, mm. and I think it was a perfect blend of like seven and four, which are arguably two of the most appreciated Resident Evil games. That makes eleven. They're two eight. of the most popular for sure. Yeah, because uh, you want to spend us on Dread a bit because I, I we kind of cut you off with like the. Uh, well, this was uh, if you want to watch mine and Jesse's reaction to it, we do have the Let's Play out on our YouTube channel. Uh, Metroid Fusion and like the Metroid franchise, but especially Super and Fusion are two of my favorite games of all time. We have been waiting years. <laughs> we have been waiting years and years for a proper sequel to Fusion, and we finally got it. And Jesse and I both went into this so excited, and then we're not let down. This game yeah. is amazing. It was good. It, it... Like, the atmosphere is amazing, the music is amazing, just the things they do with the camera, like, certain things, you walk into a screen, and it just, like, pans the camera back into a big, wide shot, and it's just, like, it's beautiful. That that game looks so good. I never actually played it, other than, like, a couple segments. Uh, I watched Jesse play it during our Let's Play, but just getting to enjoy the game, whether I was playing or not, it it was just an amazing experience, and that definitely got game of the year for me. Uh, I I'll let's do Peter last, just because I I I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you know the answer. Uh, Emily, what's, what's yours? So uh, this I don't believe. Okay, it was a 2019 game, so it's not super old. It's um, what you experienced the... this year, not what year it came out. Right. For the first time, I played Super Liminal this year, and that was fantastic. Um, it's like, it's sort of, it puzzles you in a similar way as Portal, and it has a very positive message to the game, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I would highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't played it. All right, nice. So... 
Uh, no shock here. Lost judgment. What? <laughs> I had uh, no that's, idea that's... you would pick that. Yeah. yeah. Weird. We only spent three hours playing it and still didn't like fully touch we all the mini games. We didn't scratch the surface in three hours. You know, we did scratch that man's face that we pounded the pavement <laughs> many times. <laughs> We're talking about the follow-up stream of Extra Life, and there's a point where I realize that there's a specific like finishing move you can do where you just butt mash and like pound a man's face like you like a speed bag into the speed ground. Bag a man's it, face. Into and money. it just became this recurring bit of me being like the guy's like cowering on the ground. I was like, oh, I could let you go. Nope. Or... <laughs> you uh, do that for about twenty minutes straight. I mean, never gets old. The the sword guy, man, he was he, he was, was coming at us. Oh yeah, he yeah. was walking around with the he sword. He just like... wanted to show you his sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like that's just um... proper sword technique. Yeah, yeah like... Also, that's like. Oh, sorry, go on. I was gonna say, like you've seen the gameplay, you see how varied it is, how much like alive the city is. I was gonna say, like that game kept on just like the what we played that for you said like two or three hours, it just kept giving. Like it was just like yeah. like every it there just, was new shit. At unbelievable any amount of content in that game. I I'm at ninety seven hours and I haven't platinumed it yet. That, that's not which uh but... which one is is that one again of the Lost series? Judgment. Lost Judgment. It's a sequel to Judgment, which itself is kind of a side series to the Yakuza games. It calls upon vaguely the events of the of the main series, but okay. you can kind of go in blind because, like, they a, they reference a, a big thing that entry. happens in Seven in Lost Judgment as like known background information, but the actual thing that happens that they refer to happens in Seven. And, like, they don't really lean too much into it. They just say, hey, this happened. So, as a result, this is happening. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, I, that, um, that's all you really need, though. I'm going to be... I don't know if yeah. they have that particular one, but I've noticed that a lot of them are on Game Pass. So, yeah. I may, uh, I may that, give them a go at some point. They're leaving Game Pass. That one isn't on Game Pass, but it is on Xbox. Uh, Jamie and okay. I definitely like that game when we watched you play it. Uh, we are going to buy it. We're just going to wait for a sale. It's still a touch pricey. Yeah. Yeah. But... Judgment and Lost Judgment. Because you can start with Judgment, which came out in 2018. It's not as refined as Lost Judgment is. Like, yeah, Lost Judgment, Chris, I think. Chris hated 2018, so he won't, he won't touch that game. No, yeah. I forgive 2018. But, like, because, like, for example, um, Lost Judgment, or Judgment has only the two fighting styles. It doesn't have snake style. And, like, the, the greater variety between the styles the isn't... I don't think Speedback's in 2018. Okay, well, I'm not going to fucking play that game. game. <laughs> but, like, the drone minigames, like, they put more emphasis right, on disguises right. than that one. I didn't it's... even show you disguises. No. Nope, There's disguises. You, you actually kept trying to show us stuff and be like, oh, my God, there's more. Like, and you we're just like, there's but wait, the there's game. a doggo. It's like, I showed you the dog an hour ago. But there's a dog! Yeah. <laughs> Is there a dog? <laughs> that was the first thing I showed you guys. Yeah, but Jesse was still asleep by then. No, I, th oh, I think yeah. my favorite part is, like, I've been playing for, like, an hour, and then at some point Peter's like, oh, should I show you skateboarding? And I was like, fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> there's so sorry, much there's in that what? game. I I yeah. do agree that game is awesome. I don't think I have played it enough to put it as my game of the year, but I think it's a solid yeah. choice for yours. No, no, I, th I think everyone kind of understood. And I did want to mention real quick the plot. Very good, because it dives into the themes of bullying, how it could stick with you beyond high school, despite they're like, ah, oh, just put it behind. Like, they dive into the psychology on how to stand up to bullies. They also dive into uh, the folly of revenge, even no matter how justified it seems. Mm -hmm. 
like they touch on suicide they touch on a lot of heavy things that's a pretty good like that's a heavy but good to cover topic list i think they do it very well yeah and like it ends a little um after school especially at the end of the, of the game but it kind of earned that yeah. in my opinion well, <laughs> because with it, like like it's the first couple of chapters at are the same super... time and so it gets to be yeah. Um, anyway, that was my game of the year. No, uh, what's it's, the next? It's topic? a good pick. Um, I'm gonna. The next one I'm gonna say is like I think this is the one that every year is like some of us have it, some of us don't. I'm gonna go with book just to get it out of the way. I have a weird entry. Okay, I read Moby Dick for the first time this year. Hmm. Oh, good boy! I still have never it's, done that. It's it, it's a hard read, mm-hmm. but I, I get it now. Like like I, I can't really say more than people have said about Moby Dick, but it's just like. When you finish the book, you're like, I get why this is uh, like an appreciated yep. work of literature. I've like, I, I just started get Moby Dick several times. I just, I could It's I fucking hard. It. It's, it's fucking hard. hard. But well done on getting through it because I, I, I cheated. I did an audiobook, which is easier, yeah. but. Not cheating. Anyone else have a book or not really? Yeah, um, I do. Oh, go ahead, Emily. Go ahead, Peter. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to mention, like, um, I really liked uh, New Thinking, which is presented by Cold... Because Cold Fusion is a YouTube channel I follow, and they did a book in 2019 that I just read this year, uh, which basically looks into scientific discoveries and really goes into what they discovered, puts in context how they this discovery was important. Like One of my favorites is how they talk about the transition from the transistor to the, to the microchip, just how okay. insane that leap is. Yeah, sure. Like, they, they do a good job talking about that, but... Um, and they and they talk about like what motivated them to do this. Like, there's some great stuff about Steve Jobs in there because they talk about like you know this is why Steve Jobs was an asshole. This is why he was actually a very important figure. Like you know they they paint a full picture and like, they even both. bring up his involvement at Atari and what a shitbag he was to uh, Wozniak for the, while doing that job, which was a fun little aside. Yeah. It's like, hey, Steve, can you help me eliminate all these chips? I'll pay you five hundred bucks. Sounds good. Jobs gets paid three thousand dollars. Only gives Wozniak five hundred. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Great. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but, but no, it's it's a it's a fascinating read. It's interesting about tech. And um, Emily. So yeah, I was gonna say I wanted to make sure it was done. Uh, so as far as uh ones that I actually read this year. Uh, Most of them were repeat reads, um, but one that I got, which was like kind of a new compendium book, was a bunch of H.G. Wells stories. So some of those were new and some of them were rereads. Um, So that one was probably the favorite ones I've read. Um, Do I know your favorite uh, book? Is it the book you sent me? (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) The, uh, The one that I wanted to mention, though, is one that is coming out this year... Uh, or has come out this year, I should say, but is I have not read yet, but I'm looking forward to, uh, because it was the uh, book um, that was uh, recently came out uh, from my cousin. So uh, he came out with a book last year as well, uh, but this one is called Medicare for All, A Citizen's Guide, and I was... Uh, Really, also thought it was cool that they got Bernie Sanders to do the foreword of the book. So nice! Holy shit! Yeah, 
Um, my second cousin's pretty cool. He's that's an epidemiologist, a good, good, so yeah, he's, neat. <laughs> he's pretty neat. He's got a Wikipedia page about him. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, sick flex, Emily. Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. Well, so we're like barely related. We're second cousins, so <laughs> that's still related. Yeah. Um, my my book of the year is a bit of a cheat because it's not an actual book, but. Due it's to, a picture book. Uh, due to Are you sure the, it was a book? Are you sure it wasn't nothing? Uh, due to well, the Chris can't read. job change, uh, I have the same job in a different location at a much, much slower pace. So I have been doing a lot of reading on the computer. So two things uh, come to mind. One is... Uh, I rediscovered, Bye, and I've, I've made uh, I've made mention of this on the podcast before, but this year I just rediscovered my favorite webcomic 10 years later had actually been back for a while and I wasn't aware of it. So the webcomic 12 Dragons is one of my favorites, but the other one, because a webcomic doesn't quite count, uh, I discovered the website Royal Road, which is uh, where a bunch of aspiring authors can just write their stories and they get voted up if they're good. And actually, Amazon works with them a lot, so a lot of them get Kindle deals, uh, which is cool. Uh, hey. Notably, there's one, the first one I found is He Who Fights with Monsters. That's an ongoing story uh, by somebody that goes by Shirtaloon is his online name uh once i've finished uh everybody loves large chests which is a it, it's a story about a mimic that starts gaining levels and becoming an adventurer that one good story definitely gets porny so you know, oh. uh, I, I didn't expect that. I started reading it, and then when it started to get porny, I was just like, huh, uh, I'm at work uh, looking okay. around like, is anyone reading over my shoulder? Uh, but the one that there's actually two that I want to shout out as completed and really, really well written, like deserve to be books, uh, stories. One is called Mother of Learning, and that's about... Uh, this young prodigy in a wizard school that finds himself stuck in a time loop. And so he just becomes a really good wizard because he just gets to live about a month over and over and over. So it's like Harry Potter meets Groundhog Day. Another one that I really like, uh, it's going along themes. Um, it's called uh, Perfect Run. And this is a guy in a, it's sort of uh Sort of a bit of vibe of the boys, uh, but also a little bit Bioshock because basically it's like you can take these chemicals to give you superpowers and you only get to do one. If you do two, it mutates you into a weird monster and you kind of become one of the villains. So like you shouldn't do that. But the protagonist, he gets time loop powers. So he basically he he takes his superhero name of Quicksave because he basically gets what amounts to a save state in a video game emulator. He can just freeze a moment in time, and when he dies, he just wakes up there again. So it's called Perfect Run because 
he basically wants to keep redoing things until he literally gets everything right. So that's why it's a bit of Groundhog Day. It's like Bill Murray's last day of like being just a god among men that can literally do no wrong. That's what he strives for is he just wants to have the perfect run. And it's it's not ongoing. It's an open and closed story. But like spoilers, it gets to the end where he gets his perfect run. And it's it's pretty fun and it's pretty satisfying. So I think of all the ones I wanted to shout out, I think the short story of The Perfect Run is my book of the year, found on Royal Road. Okay, cool. Uh, Peter, I think you had one, right? Uh, sorry, oh, no, you, said, you said, you said, never mind, yeah. I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've changed order so many times on each category that I've confused of who's gone or not, so. Um, I think it's book, so then do you want to do album next? Did you do book, Jesse? Yeah, Moby Dick. Oh, yeah, right. You started. Okay, yeah, album. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my album of the year is interesting because it is actually my runner-up for movie of the year as well, hmm. uh, which is Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh, good choice. Um, that, I think, might be the thing I listened to most this year because it was just... I mean, it, it's been a tough year for everyone, but like, I I had some tough times this year, and like that 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 album made me kind of realize, yeah, that well, that it, it, it 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 kind of made me acknowledge the areas where I was not okay. Like, I've talked about this in in podcast everything, so it's not I'm not sure, but like, I started going back to therapy this year. You know, I I started seeing a therapist regularly to talk about issues, um, and even like like giving a little bit more detail. Like, you'll you'll notice our let's play schedule at times this year has been sporadic when things came out because there was just straight up times i was too depressed to edit a fucking 20 minute let's play where i just uh, i just compile three odd tracks sync them up and watch them and cut it it's fine um so that that album was one that like really like i i dwelled and obsessed over just because it's like oh my god how the fuck did someone write everything i was feeling how did you do this don't do that i don't like this (laughs) how did you do this bo i would also like to say like a brief interruption to what we're actually doing as the best of year list there is absolutely no shame and in fact it's highly encouraged and very healthy if you're having troubles everyone does you're not weird you're not abnormal shit's hard and sometimes it's just too much to handle on your own if you want to talk to a friend or a family member about it awesome if you don't there's no shame in seeing a therapist it's a very healthy thing to do that i encourage everybody to do if you just need someone to talk to they're not just doing it for a buck they care they give a shit and i very much encourage people that are just feeling like everything's too much yeah you're not alone Everything is too much and, sometimes. And, and, and also having having gone through this this year, like, there are bad therapists. And sometimes you yeah. gotta shop around. Yeah. And But but that's the thing is that, like, if you go see a therapist and it's not working, maybe try someone else. That doesn't know? mean therapy um, is bad. That just means that's not yours. Not, it's not the person for you. And that doesn't yeah. mean that they're bad either. It's just it's not the person for you. Anyway, so yeah, my album of the year is uh, Bo Burnham's Inside. Nice. Uh, not, oh no! Talk at once. This is messing with me. I was gonna go in order, but as soon as Emily turned off video, the order has switched. I don't know what's happening. Um, my answer will be Purple Rain. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's okay. It's a solid album. Yeah. 
Well, no, because I, I generally don't really listen to full albums. I mean, comedy albums would probably be the closest, but I can't recall. Hey, hey, I haven't I, listened to the. I, said, I the... said album of the year. I didn't say like music or song. Like I just said album. All right, my photo album I gave my grandparents for their birthday. Okay, perfect. For my Solid grandmother's album. birthday. Yeah. Uh, album. Did you have one, Emily? Mine would probably be uh, an album called "Welcome" by an artist called Daddy Freyr from uh, Iceland. Oh, yeah. oh, is that is that what you you showed me like a clip one time? Was that that yeah. group or yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that group? That was a weird music been, video. It's been I, my jam this year. Nice. I have uh, my album of the year. Didn't even it not only didn't come out this year. It isn't even the first year I heard it, but this is the year I binged it, and it's two albums. Uh, both of them by the artist Girl Talk, and it's All Day oh. and Feed the Animals. Feed the Animals. Those been, are good albums, dude. I have been just... I, I have heard them both. Jesse, you're the one that showed them to me at first. Yeah. I've heard them yeah. both before, but for whatever reason, I just started listening to them, and in the later half of the year, like in probably the last four months, I've probably listened to both those albums about 10 to 15 times each. I'm just... I'm binging them for whatever reason right now, and I'm loving them. They're great. Feed the Animals is good, but, like, like, dude, I can listen to the entirety of All Day. Like, that album flows so fucking good. They both flow really well. Night Ripper is good, but not as good. But to me, I literally can't decide if All Day or Feed the Animals is my favorite because every time I hear one of them, it's my favorite until I hear the other one. So they have to be a two-part favorite. But those are my albums of the year. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I guess we're on to movie then. I want to go last. Okay, so this year, I'm just going to kind of like ramble here for a second because there was a lot of good movies this year. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, this year, a lot like got, this year was a result of everything being pushed from 2020. So we got like a really solid year. Like we had to to recap, we had James Bond, Dune, um, Black Widow, Spider Man. Eternals, Shang Chi, um, uh, Green Knight, um, Matrix Resurrections did come out. I'm not going to bring it up as a best movie, but it certainly that was a movie that was released. I forgot it came out. I we need to talk about that at some point. And oh, I haven't watched it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, step in and just say that you already forgot my favorite, which was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, there was so much shit that came out this year. This year was a really good year for movies, I think, as a whole. Mm. Um, Sears is Green Knight. Peter, you know what mine is. What's the you one movie no that came out knight. this year? What's the movie that came out this year that I did not mention? Oh, oh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. No, also it's not Mortal Kombat or Godzilla vs. King Kong. It is motherfucking Zack Snyder's Justice League. There was mm-hmm. no other option. Mm-hmm. I have invested mm-hmm. three years of my life in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then it came out, it and was... then it met... It met my fantasy it was great i even loved it and i have hated most of the dc movies uh i loved Zack snyder's justice league yeah i thought it was pretty good so hashtag restore the snyderverse anyways that's what's i'm like i i, I can I've, we had an entire episode about this i didn't talk about the snyder cut yeah. but like it was just the fact that something that i had been hyped up so long and then it just paid off right uh, like it's, it's it, very satisfying emily 
uh, you mentioned yours, but do you want to go into it a bit more? Because we talked about it on the podcast, but it was just Peter and I. Uh, I haven't heard your thoughts on it yet. Um, I give it a good solid 9 out of 10. There were a couple of things I thought were maybe a little clunky. Yeah, um, that'll happen. I love McKenna Grace and pretty much everything oh, she God. does. Yeah. She delivered she on this. Um, I Harold was always my favorite, and I liked a lot of the stuff that he directed and acted in. Um, and so this was a lovely love letter to him. And if you have not tribute. seen it, I highly recommend it. It's a great like action thriller comedy drama. It's it's got a little bit of everything, and you know, save maybe a couple of different changes that I would have made. Um, I think it's it's a great movie. Um, yeah, I would absolutely yeah. be purchasing this one. I I, I think like because you and know, I have talked about this. I think we were playing Sea of Thieves, but without going into details, I think the climax has some some jank to it. Just a and little, yeah. But but honestly, that's the only downside I can say about that movie. Like the entire and, experience up to it, I'm I love every second of it. the The climax is like, all right, well, that was a little clunky. It, it, it still got me. I still cried, yeah. like ugly cried in the theater. Uh, but. There also are a couple of things I probably would have changed a little. Yeah. It's still very effective, and it does not feel like it ruins. As the movie. someone who 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 co-hosts the podcast, I felt personally attacked for a lot of that movie. <laughs> you didn't care for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you not know, but beyond that, character. it's fine. Uh, I honestly considered picking Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, it is, in fact, the only movie i saw in a theater this entire year unless i go right now and see another uh and i did like it and i considered picking it but i do have a different movie but uh peter well i already mentioned it resident evil uh welcome to wrecking city i i will say i like that movie way more than i thought i would it has kind of like what i i liked what they were trying to do i don't think they succeeded now. But god damn it, I kind of like that movie it's, unironically. It's, it's 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 one of those things that I'll mention, like like when a movie adapts something, I'm like, you know what? I have to give you credit for accurately adapting it. You just didn't do it good. <laughs> like, no, like the casting in general with a couple of major exceptions is actually pretty good. Wesker was awful. Well, yeah, that's immediately who I thought of for bad. But like, yeah. I really liked what they did with uh, Chief Irons. I really liked what yep. they did with basically most of the cast. Birkin was I, great. Malcolm, uh, or yeah. Neil, Mc, Neil McDonough, right? He was yeah, Birkin, Neil McDonough. Right? Well, yeah. yeah, they cast a hemi actor to play a hemi villain. Hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and the guy they got to play Leon was really good. Yeah. Hannah Jug Harmon was fine as Jill, but Jill got, like, nothing to do, so it's yeah, like... She was, she was kind of shafted as a character. And what's your real movie of the year, by the way? Shut up. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, my, yeah. I went back and forth on this, because I really did genuinely quite like Green Knight, and I'm still got recency bias for Spider-Man. I have yeah. to go with Dune. I have to go with Dune. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and for if, if for no other reason, like besides the fact that it did a pretty good job of adapting, I want to say eighty percent of the book. <laughs> no, uh, of, dude. Of the part, eighty oh, percent of the book that was oh, actually that was included covered. in the film. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. like because they still cut stuff out, but like of the stuff they covered that was in the book, they got probably included about eighty percent of it, which is damn impressive, while not having constant blather. Right, because I mean, a lot of this. Is I mean, they didn't bring visual. up the the was it the, the Orange Catholic Bible, so I'm furious. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't bring up they they didn't talk about the Mentats at all, really. 
No, they just kind of existed. My my favorite scene that they cut is during the Hunter Seeker or Hunter yeah Hunter Seeker. That's the thing that yeah that's the Hunter Hunter Seeker. Yep. Yeah. I always confuse it with the Hunter Killer, which are the ships from Terminator. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. uh, but the Hunter Seeker scene, <laughs> it was that like there was a guy hiding in the walls of the palace, and all this shit happens in the book. It literally the hunter secret scene happens, and then like we found a guy in the wall. Anyway, is that you're like I'm sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. was, there was just a dude in the wall. We're not gonna just we're just gonna glaze over that plot point. Right, well, 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 we're too busy. We gotta get to the worms. Oh, 100 percent. The worms need you know fucking. They yeah. paid Christian Bale a lot of money to play that worm. So yeah, I thought it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Shit. Um, but no, the, the, the reason I wanted to pick it ultimately, besides the fact that it was a good movie, yeah, is. It was definitely, with, like, Spider-Man is potentially one of the only exceptions, the most cinematic movie I saw this year. Yes. Yeah, the, the sense of epicness and scale of that movie was was fantastic. I've watched it at home since I saw it in theaters. You need to watch it in theaters if you ever get the chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 100%. It, and the fact that it had uh, Hans Zimmer comp cameo as a dude playing the bagpipes will forever be the greatest yeah. moment in film. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> That's the other thing. It had, like, people doing stuff, and, like, it was so not in their usual hooks. I couldn't have told you that was Hans Zimmer doing the soundtrack. Yeah. And Hans Zimmer usually is, like, you can hear his soundtrack be like, that's Hans Zimmer. Uh, Zimmer's Zimmer in again. The only exception I would say is maybe Pirates is his one other, like, well, that's a unique kind of offshoot for him. Well, that's not him, though. Yeah, it is. No, it's Klaus Vebold. I'm pretty sure Pirates of the Caribbean is Hans Zimmer. No, it's it's ripped off from Hans Zimmer by Klaus Vebold. I'm looking this up. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Fight, fight. I fight. remember reading about that. This is Hans Zimmer fight. did uh, two, three, and four. Oh, my bad. Yeah, because so yeah, yeah. Klaus ripped off the first one, and then that's what, yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, there we go. Anyways, Chris, what's your movie of the year? Uh, Well, my movie of the year isn't one that came out this year. But... Is it Karate Kid? Is it fucking Karate Kid? <laughs> nope. Older. Oh, is it is it the good, the bad, and the ugly? Yep. I yeah. finally got okay. around to watching it this year. Uh, you know, it came out in 1966 uh, and it's 2021, so, you know, maybe a little bit late, but uh, I did watch it for research purposes and I loved it. And, shocker, I'm going to join the opinion of everyone else. It's a really good movie. And I loved it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Solid movie. Yeah. Uh, 1966's Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is my movie of 2021. <laughs> 2021? So, <laughs> hey, whatever, man. I mean, I made a joke about, you know, uh, Purple Rain earlier, so. Yeah. yeah. I almost um, said Abbey Road, too. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a good album, too. Absolutely. You know. In the end. The How you doing, Emily? The secret for we take. Did we I think we Emily? lost Emily. No, I'm still here. Okay. Oh, uh, she's yeah. just she's just disinterested in us. That's cool. Um, I guess to wrap it up, what's what's everyone's moment of the year? Because I've I've two kind of, but can I start with the shameless obvious yeah. hey, comments hey, hey. of extra life? We've officially raised over eleven thousand dollars Canadian. Uh, yeah, we did. As of today, which we're recording on the thirtieth, so we're pretty close to close. Uh eight thousand nine hundred eighty-two U.S. dollars, which currently. Is eleven thousand four hundred forty-four dollars and forty-six cents Canadian. So my favorite thing is daily checking that 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 fluctuation because it's like, is it? 
it'll it was change over, it was by like two hundred dollars every day. <laughs> like it was, it, yeah. it was eleven thousand five hundred and eight yesterday, eleven thousand five hundred and sixteen the day before, and yeah, eleven thousand five hundred and thirty three on the twenty second. So we raised oh X amount for BC Children's Hospital. Thousand. Great. Yep. Um, but it's amazing. I, I, that's why I said I was going to have two moments of the year. One of them, I, I generally, in this moment of, of the podcast, I tried, Chris fights me every time, I try to outlaw Extra Life because we have an entire episode that's dedicated to post-Extra Life. Of course, that's our moment of the year, blah, 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 blah. I do have a moment during Extra Life I want to give like a shout-out to, which was when I was setting up the lighting setup for Daft Punk outside. Uh, you guys were playing Rock Band inside, and I just kind of was kind of doing the whole... <laughs> Setting up the lights and the yeah. stand and everything. And it's before it's before what you're about to talk about. Um there was this moment where I was basically completely isolated from the entire extra life group working. And I could just look back and see it all just like happening. Yeah. And it was just very like as douchey as it's gonna sound like proud father moment in a way yeah. of like, wow, like this is just working and flowing and we're doing it and, and this is going great and then you guys played Red Hot Chili Peppers and I bolted in and screamed the chorus of other songs yeah because of course we had to play it at some point yeah, yeah. but that, that, that was, was like a such a, a nice moment like I actually took a, a moment to just like kind of stare back in my own like isolation outside and just absorb what and was just happening have that a... was nice. fuck yeah yeah um yeah my other moment of the year was uh, when I had like a 30 minute, con- or not 30 minutes example, a very long conversation with Peter Dinklage about the cost of plywood. <laughs> it was a very, st- that was very much a, a strange moment in my life. <laughs> you didn't text my father. What the hell? My father could have told you a lot about the cost of plywood. No, no, we, we were talking about like we're, we're on location at a mansion shooting and uh, locations was bringing plywood in to protect the grass from gear. And then I made a joke of there being like, because it was a low budget movie. He's like, I'm like, oh, there's the entire budget of the movie. Uh, these also produce Ron, and and he laughs, and then we start talking about like the import prices of wood. It just became this like very just weird conversation to have with fucking Peter Dinklage about just the cost of wood. And it's <laughs> and maybe like, weird right, because was, it's was that they mentioned in Vancouver that they no, always filmed. We were in Victoria. Oh, oh, sorry, Victoria. Uh, is that the one? Oh, is that the one that like they used for Arrow, or is that in? Sorry? No, it's it's a it's a different one, but it it is a film. I I can't tell you what it's been in, but it's a film friendly mansion. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, Look out for American Dreamer. I think it comes out next year. Anyways, that was that was just a surreal moment of my life. Hmm. When is Serrano coming out? Is that soon? Serrano? Um, yeah, it has to be soon, I think. Yeah, he's supposed to be up for Oscars, potentially, if, if it does well. I, I, I have many conversations to tell you guys off recording. Peter's a very interesting dude. Very fun guy. Sounds like it. Um, so moment of the year, okay, (sighs) I gotta be honest, this, alright, fuck it, so, I went to go see my family for the first time in, like, ten months, back in July, Yeah. right, so they hadn't seen me in ten months, and it was good to see them all again, the first effing thing, like, six people told me when I saw them for the first time, I was like, you've lost weight. I'm not gonna lie, that made me feel good. Well, no, that's have. awesome, dude. That that's pretty yeah. great. And like, I know you've been working at that, and I've noticed. Though certainly, your family, if it's been that long, they'll have noticed, and that's pretty great. 
Yeah, like that, that's man. not weird or lame. That's really cool and like well done. I just, I just well, thought it was well, gonna well, land in like an egotistical no, no. way. No, no, no. no, no, no here's the thing. That's that's a, a Pete, uh, Peter. I literally just talked about me hanging out with Peter Dinklage. You want to talk about egotistical? That was just me being like, look how cool my life is. Like that's. <laughs> 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 you know? I the am now the second best Peter. The only bad version of that is if they were like. Oh, you've lost weight in like a concerning way. <laughs> That's the only way. To but like, are you are you okay? I, speaking as an overweight person myself, uh, very out of shape. My moment of the year is actually the week following the tour that my wife and I did in Cody Caves. It's just like going through there, doing. I know Jesse hates the idea of spelunking or caving or whatever you want to call it. Uh <laughs> But just going through there, doing the things that I did, accomplishing the things that I did, and finding out I could do them, that just felt so fucking good. And, like, that was a high that lasted me at least a week, if not longer. So following that is my moment of the year for sure. Emily, are you there? Do you have a moment of the year? She's currently yeah, being killed um, by friends. I think for me it was... Uh watching my grandma open the gifts that I made for her. Oh, do you want to... That's nice. You, you, That's a nice feeling. Do you want to say what that was? Because I thought this was so cool, what you did. Oh, uh, yeah, I turned one of my grandpa's old jackets into a memory pillow for her. Um, the other thing was I, I knit her a scarf, but but uh, the, the jacket was something, I believe, that was given to him on retirement and had his name and the year he retired and name of the company and stuff like that. Really sweet. Day. Like that's, that is like it's both really the nice. effort you put in and the thought behind it. Like this is a really meaningful present. Yeah. And obviously you don't want to share it with the world, but uh, Emily did show me the picture of grandma opening up this present and the look on her face, like she's just thrilled. She loves it. And it's pretty amazing. I'm, uh, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I had the biggest like anxiety attack cutting that jacket apart to oh, make yeah. the pillow. Oh, yeah. I was just oh, like, oh, it's like if like, you screw I was, up, you've just I was like, get, something priceless. I did like right? so much research and math over a stupid throw pillow that I never would have ever done. Yeah. Um, if I was just you know like oh I'm gonna cut up an old T-shirt and make one or something yeah, like that. Yeah, haphazard and whatever. But that's like right. <laughs> That's like measure measure eight times, cut half a time, remeasure, and then cut the other half. It's right, literally, pretty you've much. destroyed something priceless if you screw up. So that's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> thankfully, you know, my grandma even reassured me because I told her the same thing. She's like, "Well, it wouldn't have mattered if if it did because it's you know just a thing, which you know is always nice and encouraging." But I was she like, "Yeah, but it didn't that, stop me but... from sweating bullets." Yeah. Like... <laughs> So. Cool. Well, that's that's I our think, of the year thing, I and think I think that's, that's is this everything and everybody. And is this the, is this the end of the episode? Uh, and also, Betty White is a hundred. Yay! Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot. Wait, about did she that. make it? Yeah. Yeah. And who's gonna die first, her or the queen? Oh, queen. Uh, I think Betty queen. White. The, someone's gonna finally kill that werewolf. That that's uh that's actually no. Her before... horcruxes are too well hidden. Before we end, that was another thing I wanted to do in the of the year list. Uh, everybody make a prediction for 2022. Queen dies. Okay. Queen will live. 
Oh. John Madden comes back to life. <laughs> uh, uh, prediction of 2022. I like the John I don't Madden want one. to. No, you know what? No, fuck this. I reject this. I'm just going to do what I should have in the last two years and just... Just fucking wait and see. Just hold out. <laughs> just dip your toe into the year. Wait for any shit to get disturbed. And then just react. <laughs> well... If that's your prediction, I think it's going to come true. Shit's going to happen, and you're going to react to it. Absolutely. Uh, my prediction. Oh, is it? Be... By the way, is this the last episode that gets released on? Yes, this Friday. Will yes, be this released is the last episode on of this year. Friday, the last episode of this year. Uh, moving forward, episodes will be released on Saturday. Not that this. Yes, we're going to record Thursday, release Saturday. Is the idea right? Yeah, many people. Which means I but... could actually say that joke. I always say that Chris has to bleep out on a Thursday recording. I'm not saying it now because Chris will have to edit it out, and he has to go to bed. You're the one that's looking more sleepy than me, actually. Yeah, you're Peter. By the way, I have with this podcast has now like laid down on his bed with a pillow. Yeah, I know. Peter's actually muppeting right now. Um, my prediction, sir. Like clearly, mu- I am. I am rosing because I am assuming the pose for which Jack will paint me like one of his French girls. Ooh, yes. That's my prediction for 2022. Where's your heart Jack necklace? Jack is going to paint Peter like one of his French girls. Yeah. My heart necklace is over there. It will go on. <sighs> Insert my, my flute prediction, or whatever. Whistle. Uh, for 2022 is Peter is going to make several more painful puns and jokes, and I will still laugh at them. Uh, I'm just going to keep drowning out, Chris. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like, like Pearl Jam doing an acapella version of that song. Um, <laughs> Emily, help us, please. Outro. Thank you. <laughs> it was so sad. Happy New Year, everyone. Yay. Yeah. Happy New Year. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome, front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber, Chris, I hope I didn't actually talk over anything important. Nothing I say is important. Absolutely.